Hey, welcome to Craft Beer Bucket List with Big Ray and Mike, where we review beers you have to try before you die. All right, Mike, the mic is hot. Whenever you are ready, I'll let you kick it off. Welcome to Craft Beer Bucket List, episode 12. Ray, that's like two six packs of podcasts. That is exactly two, I can't even say it. Yeah, it's what you just said. Two six-packs of podcasts. <laughs> All right. So, uh, celebrating our episode 12, uh, I got a short uh, one-question quiz for you. Oh, gosh. Okay. This Dallas Cowboy was drafted. He was the 1963 Heisman Trophy winner, but he was drafted in the 10th round of 1964 due to his commitments to the Navy. And so he didn't actually appear in a Dallas uniform until 1969 at age 27. He won, uh, or he led the Cowboys to four Super Bowls, winning two. Who is he? Oh, my gosh. Man, he, you always ask he wore, these He wore the number 12. Yeah, I, I, that doesn't help. Oh, my gosh. I can see a picture of his face. Uh, I want to say Roger Staubach. You are correct. You were one for one. You got 100% on today's quiz. Yay. Yeah, so <laughs> welcome to episode 12, everybody, of Craft Beer Bucket List. All right, so uh, I'm going to segue out of uh, Dallas Cowboys quarterbacks right into our three-pack of beers tonight, Mike. Doing some basic math. That's uh, one – I was going to say that's one-third. It's not one-third. I'm, uh, no math for me. God, I suck at this. Uh, but episode 12, <laughs> where we've got three beers lined up, uh, we've got – a Mexican hot chocolate stout by Mad Tree. Uh, I believe they call it their uh, Awevo. Um, I'm going to be drinking an IPA um, from the Catawba. I hope I'm saying that right. Catawba. I'm terrible with enunciation sometimes, but it's a brewery out of Charlotte, North Carolina. And I think, Mike, uh, you've also got a beer from Mad Tree, uh, their Koru, uh, which is a New Zealand style lager. Yeah, I think it's Catawba. Catawba? Okay. I, don't quote me on that. Catawba. No, that makes sense. I usually screw okay. those things up my first time out trying to say it. Yeah. No, that's fine. You know, I felt pretty lucky that I was able to have – so I grabbed the Awevo for you and I both to have while I was up there. And a friend uh, really liked their Koru, so he gave me one of those. So I feel pretty lucky that I'm actually able to have two Madri beers. Um on this episode. Have you been to Mad Tree? Uh, I have not visited that brewery. Well, uh, so tell a little bit to tell the audience a little bit about Mad Tree. It's a, in Cincinnati. It's in their Oakley neighborhood, which, uh, if I remember right, is kind of like the, just a, a little bit East on the East side of, uh, Cincinnati. Um, but still relatively close to the river ish. Um, it was the first craft brewery uh, in Ohio to can its beer, from if I if I remember right. But man, it's a cool place. It's it's fairly big. You drive in and you kind of drive around, like you drive in on the right side and you drive around kind of to the back. And it's 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 just a cool place. It's got the big um, grain silos out front. It's got their logos everywhere. And then you open the big doors. You walk in. To the left is a uh, like a pizza oven. Uh, brick oven pizza kind of place where you can get pizza. And then you look to your right and there's a big open room and to your right and kind of as you walk in is 
the the bar where you go get your beer. Beautiful place. And then if you keep walking right uh, past like the tables and the, the bar and all that, you can actually, they've got a little platform. They got a stairway and a little platform where you go in, you walk up, and you can look at the different processes that are going on right in that little area. So, you, you know, it's, it's for the visitor, it's just a cool little thing to see. And then they've got their little merch section and all that. But, man, they are a cool brewery, and the people there were super nice. I was up there for a conference in northern Kentucky, Cincinnati area, and I just said, I want to go check it out. I heard a lot of good things. And the people behind the bar, super nice. The people that were walking around, like I ran into a couple of the people just by the brewery when I went up to walk up to the platform, super nice. So I've got nothing but good things to say about my experience there. And when I left, I even was talking to a friend uh, about my my other job. Uh, but I said, man, I'll tell you what, I just had an incredible experience at Madtree. It was really cool. So if anybody listening gets the chance to get up there and check it out, it's worth it. I mean, there's a lot of cool breweries in Cincinnati and Northern Kentucky. Absolutely. Madtree has to be on your list of breweries to visit. So, what you know, I picked this up for us. I thought it was a cool-looking can, uh, or not so much a cool-looking can. It was a cool idea, the Mexican hot chocolate. I had no idea what that tasted like, so I thought I'd grab it and uh, send one to you. So no, I'm glad you I think did. it's cool. I, like, I've been working this beer a little bit already, and I got to tell you, I, I like the way it poured. It's a very, very dark beer, uh, but I, I got some head right away uh, as soon as I, I had a pretty aggressive pour. But the color of the foam was incredible, um, and it smelled fantastic. And uh, so just first impressions uh, were just like, wow, I really like this. Because the, the, the head, it looked like chocolate. Like it looked like milk chocolate in foam form, uh, and it smelled great. So I, mean, I don't want to take away from the brewery because I'm excited to go there next time I visit you, Mike. Um, you said brick oven pizza, and that's a buzzword for me. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so uh, I, I'm definitely ready to, to give it a shot uh, just based on that. And it sounds amazing. So I encourage everyone to go check this spot out uh, next time you're in the Cincinnati, Ohio area. But, dude, have, have you tasted yours yet, Mike? Have you done yeah, it? Yeah, it's half gone. it's really good man so it's 7.6 yeah the the Awevo the Mexican hot chocolate stout by Mantry is um, 7.6% ABV and they on the can it says uh, you know lists the ingredients so to speak it says cacao pepper cinnamon vanilla beans and lactose so I'll be honest when I read the name Mexican hot chocolate I thought it was going to be kind of a spicy beer and it's right. got a, it's got a little bit of peppers to it. Uh, I don't think they're, they, they, they hit you in the front or the back too hard. It's very light. So I thought it was going to be a little bit spicy or a little bit hotter on the, on the front or the back end. And I don't get either one of those, but now like, as I sit here and I've, I've looked at the name, like I'm staring at it. I wonder if, you know, the, the, it's supposed to taste like a hot chocolate with some, you know, the Mexican is going to be the pepper stuff instead of the hot. So like instead of Mexican hot chocolate stout, it's Mexican hot chocolate stout. Does that make sense? It does. So, I mean, you know, Mexican hot chocolate is, is not to, to go off too far off out in the weeds here, but it's a very specific type of hot chocolate. 
if you will. So it's not like the, uh, the powdered stuff, you know, you get at the store with the milk chocolate. Um, you know, there's a specific style that, that this, this Mexican hot chocolate. And I think that's what they're going for with this stout. So it's not supposed to be hot and spicy, but just a Mexican style hot chocolate. So, yeah. So, you know, what I expected was it to be a little bit, have a little bit more kick and it doesn't. However, I'm drinking it and I really like the beer. I think it's, I think it's really, really delicious. It's, um, it's very well balanced, I guess I would say. No, it, it is. And I agree. Uh, the, the peppers and, and it doesn't list what specific peppers that they put in it. I couldn't find it. Uh, but this is a case where I think they, they're using, you know, peppers or pepper extract to enhance the chocolate flavor, you know, instead of giving you a, a spicy hot, like you'd expect. Uh, which I, you know, I'm, I'm a guy that likes hot food. I like my food to punish me sometimes. Um, but this is a case I'm glad it's not like that at all. It's really just enhanced that chocolatey um, flavor, and it just goes so well with the stout style beer here. They they knocked it out of the park, Mike. Um, yeah. This is it's really it's really good. So the something so on the on the can um, the can art there's several tacos. Um. Which, so there's a cactus, some tacos, uh, maybe a French bulldog, uh, some cacao beans, um, cinnamon stick. Let's see here. There's even like a Starbucks cup, or what looks like a Starbucks cup. Yeah, that's got to be a hot chocolate cup, right? Hot Sorry, chocolate cup, chocolate. yeah. No, that makes sense. I would agree with you on that. So the Oevo is part of the understory series, and it says you know number eight. So you know, it's pretty darn interesting. It's it's really tasty. I wonder what other beers. I'll have to check out the other beers of the understory series and see what they're all about. Because uh, this one's well crafted. I really like it. I think it's the creaminess complements the rest of the flavors like perfectly. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Caught you mid drink. You did. You're welcome. I was sitting there. I'm like, I'm going to leave this sit, you know, in the back of my palate for a minute and really try to get some of these flavors. And you asked me a question. So, <laughs> but, but it's all good, Mike. Um, You're welcome. So I'm still picking up mostly just, you know, the chocolate and cinnamon notes out of this. Um, I'm getting yeah, the cinnamon's some of the pretty, lactose. pretty pronounced, right? The cinnamon's really it, good. It, it is. And uh, I, I never would have expected to be like, oh, I really want cinnamon in my beer. But dude, yeah, in this, you know, hot chocolate stout, it's perfect. Mm. I really like it. You know, I'm usually not a guy that goes for stouts. Um, I know that's that's more in your alley. I've, I've, as I've aged, I've appreciated a stout more. But dude, I I'm really enjoying this. Uh, Mad Tree, uh, as far as I'm concerned, they nailed it, man. I'm I'm a fan. Yeah, I, I think to enjoy a, a stout, you know, you, you've got to come along the craft beer trail a little bit further, right? Like, I, I think that, um, uh, not that IPAs are bad, but I think, you know, a lot of people get hooked in a craft beer with the IPA, and as, as people get further down that road and they explore different styles, some people go, you know, the wider routes and some people go the darker routes. So I think that's, you know, kind of take a split. That's my opinion. I don't know if it's right. But 
I see a lot of people that, you know, they start with the IPAs and then maybe they migrate over to lagers and dark lagers and then the stouts, I guess you could say. Um, I can see that. Yeah. But man, it's, it's, this is a well-crafted beer. It's got great flavors. The cinnamon comes through just enough. The pepper is very light. The cacao is very upfront. You know, and, and the vanilla, like, you know, the, uh, cause it has, you know, it's, talks about having vanilla beans it's there and you can definitely get a hint of it but i think the lactose the creaminess and the vanilla kind of blend you know the 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 flavor blends together enough that it's hard to distinguish them a little bit i guess to me no i would i would agree with that i'm getting the same thing from my taste bros um like i said just enough it balances it out but it's not a very pronounced a pronounced note and, uh, Mike, I, I got to go here with you. The carbonation, I'll let you field it on this beer. Oh, the carbonation is perfect. Yeah. Uh, I love talking about the carbonation. I think the carb, you know, this this is a beer that could easily be undercarbonated. Um, I think it could, you know, it's the, the carbonation is really good on it. I think when you when you let it sit in your on your tongue for a little bit, um, you can kind of feel the, the carbonation a little bit more. And I think it's, you know, it could be carved a little less and still be good, but I think it's, I think it's just right. I think they've done a good job. I'll say that. So yeah. go ahead. You just set your glass down, didn't you? Yes. I heard it. I apologize. So no, it's all good. At least through uh, my JBL headset here, Mike, it, it almost sounds like an alien spacecraft. Just the way it echoes. Um, okay. So just so the listeners, if they hear that, like, oh, my God, is that aliens? I'm like, no, no. That's Mike's pint glass. Yeah. Maybe you can Come see the mic a little weird. It happens. So, I mean, overall, I think this is a solid beer. I think the carbonation is very well done. I think it's just right. I think that, you know, this is a beer that you could easily probably tone down the carbonation on and still taste good. But they've got it done right where it needs to be. So, I mean, overall, man, uh, the Uevo Mexican Hot Chocolate Stout by Madtree, I would say is definitely uh, one that I'd put on the, your bucket list. What about you? No, uh, hands down, I agree. Um, easy, easy for me to say put this on your bucket list of craft beers to try. Even if you don't like stouts, I think this is a light enough of a stout uh, that it's uh, it'll speak to a lot of people's palate. Man, I say we take a commercial break and we'll be right back. All right, let's do it. Do it. Commercial break. All right, and welcome back to episode 12. Mike, tell me about your beer. What is it you're drinking again? So I also have, or sorry, take two. Hey, Ray, I've got another Mad Tree beer in front of me, actually. It's Kobru. It's a New Zealand-style lager. I've never had a New Zealand style lager, so we're about to see what this is all about. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah. And, you know, it's Madtree. We've already talked a little bit about them a little, you know, before with the Uevo. But again, I want to make sure that everybody says, or everybody knows that Mike says you should go check out the brewery. So I'm going to post, I'll post a picture on social media, but. When I poured it, it's pretty clear. It's got a, it's a pale, real pale yellow. Um, you can see, you can see through it. It's pretty crisp. 
I don't know if I would say it's yellow or golden, maybe somewhere in between. Um, it's got a, it's got a pretty good uh, white head, maybe half an inch to an inch or so. It has a little bit of hoppiness to the the smell of it. To be honest. I think you would like this. Yeah. So far, so it sounds like something I would like. Yeah, yeah. I think it's light. And, you know, not just by looks, it tastes light. Um, I'll be honest. Um, after drinking the Mexican hot chocolate, it being such a good beer, I think the Koru, um, now it's good. I just don't think it's great. But I think it really depends what you're looking for. This one's very light. I think the carbonation is good. I think the taste is good. It's, uh, I would say it's um, refreshing. I think, you know, it's like that light, refreshing one. I think you could have this after you're mowing the lawn or whatnot. Let's see. I, where does it say on here? I'm sure, it, sure it has ABV somewhere. Oh, it's right at 5%. So it's 5% ABV. So this is, you know, like if you're just getting done mowing the lawn or you're out in a grilling or, you know, doing something like that. And you just want a pretty light, refreshing beer. That's got a little bit of uh, slightly hoppy smell and um, a floral aroma to it. Um, and that may, and I don't know what kind of hops are in this specifically. Let's see. Do, 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 do. It does not say on the can. Oh, it said, <clears throat> so, Koru, meaning loop, symbolizes creation and growth. That's pretty neat. That is cool. Yeah. Learning new things every day, man. Molding the minds of the future craft beer enthusiasts. So, overall, I think it's a it's, it's a very good beer. The It's a little bit more carbonated uh, than the Oevo, I think. That's what it tastes like to me. It's very light body. It's very light bodied. It's pretty refreshing. Uh, the taste is very light. Um, I would say I would compare it to a typical like Bud Light type uh, in the in the same flavor profile. It's you know it's just that light. Um, that 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 taste comes through quite a bit, or that the lack of taste, I guess, a little bit. It's just not it's not meant to have a strong taste, I guess. It sounds like I'm trashing a beer, and that's not what I'm doing at all. Actually, I'm trying to avoid that. Um, it, it's good. I would say, I don't know. I get, I'm guessing that the hops they used are from New Zealand. Like it's a New Zealand hop. Um, I'd have to. I'd really need to look more into this. I guess I didn't do my homework very well. Let's see. Hey, it's all good. It gives the listener something to do when they get done here in this podcast. Uh, they can yeah. get on the Googles and, and check it out for themselves, man. Sure, sure. I'm a fan Dude, of invoking knowledge gaining. I'll tell you what, like I've had, I'm, I'm, I'm taking a little drink here and there. And as I get more into it, I'm realizing my taste buds may be still reeling from that Mexican hot chocolate. I'm going to go back on what I said. I think it does have a better taste. As I, as I get more used to it, I think the taste is coming on a little stronger and I like it a little bit more. It is still light bodied. It's super refreshing still. I like it. I don't know what it means to be a New Zealand style beer, to be honest. I'd have to look that up. 
or New Zealand style lager, I mean. I would think that whatever hops are in here are doing a, a really good job of bringing out that floral smell and floral taste. I like it. It's, you know, it's, it's a good crushable beer. I think that, you know, you could drink it several and, you know, I think, I, th I think you could enjoy several all at once, you know, at 5% ABV, I think, um, you could have several and be still good. You know, you, you're out there by the grill, flipping those burgers, have one or two of these, or whether you're out mowing the lawn, you get done, have one or two of these while you're relaxing after that good lawn mowing. Uh, I'm glad I have it. I'm glad I tried it. And I would put it on my craft beer bucket list just because it's different. You know what I mean? Right. No, that's a good thing. Yeah. Different is, is good. So I got to know, Mike, you know, we talk about this so much. I don't want to, to ruin this, but is that beer going to be good with tacos? Dude, actually, great, great point, Ray. This beer would be fantastic with tacos. Oh, I mean, it really tacos. would be. Yeah. Uh, I would say chicken pizza. <laughs> yeah, I would say chicken tacos. Um, so uh, light on the cheese, more on the you know the pico, so to speak. So like right. some street tacos with chicken and pico, uh, maybe a squeeze of lime. Oh, um, the acidity. Would, yeah, would Dude, sounds like yeah. yeah maybe this okay. should be craft beer bucket list food pairing podcast or something. I mean, we're really good at this. Right. Yes. So, yeah, so I would say uh, chicken tacos with uh, pico uh, and some, you know, a little bit of lime zest or whatever, uh, or a squeeze of lime juice or whatnot. Uh, I think it would go perfectly well with that. That's a great call, Ray. Great call. Pairing a New Zealand-style lager with a Hispanic food group or food. Uh, tacos yes. are a food group. Hell, yes. <laughs> tacos are a food group. Yeah, it's like uh, on, so it's like on Elf when like the food groups are like jelly beans, candy cane syrup, or whatever. Like we should come up with like Mike and Ray's food groups, right? Right. Be like tacos, buffalo wings, brick oven pizzas. So you know, uh, food pairing, Mike. I've got to. We're not. I'm. I'm not. Um, but dude, I'm gonna circle back to the huevos, the the Mexican hot chocolate stout. I would be more than happy to pair that with a. Uh, a porterhouse steak. No, not a porterhouse, but maybe a New York strip with a nice coffee rub. Have you ever there had a steak go. with a coffee rub, Mike? Uh, no, I have not, but it sounds oh, good. Oh, my gosh. Next level, dude. It's not something I want all the time, but if you get a steak that's where, where they do it right, they use the right coffee grounds, it is mag, not magnanimous, good grief. It is magnificent. What so is the, enjoyable. What's the most recent like beer or food highlight you've had recently? Uh, food highlight. Um, that's tough, Mike. I eat out a lot. I'm trying to think of a spot I've been to recently that was new. And uh, in good grief, I'm circling back to tacos. But uh, in in the Whittier district of downtown Tulsa. Hey Ray. It's a yeah. Taco Cat spelled backwards. Taco is Taco Cat. Is it, it is yes, you are correct. Um, I'm still talking about tacos though. I'm gonna do it, but no, in, in the Whittier district of downtown Tulsa, um, it's over by Circle Cinema. 
um, for you folks that, that get into Tulsa or know that part of downtown. Uh, there's like a little strip mall and behind it is this empty lot, tiny little empty lot. You wouldn't even know it was there unless you stumbled on it. But there's a taco truck back there and they have a running five tacos for $5 special all day, every day they're open. And uh, dude, I've heard about this place for a year or so. Never went there until maybe two weekends ago. Killer tacos, man. Uh, the lingua, beef, cheek, chorizo, uh, asada, pollo. I mean, you know, all of all of the above. Just killer, my dude. Yes, yes, and yes. Yeah, I was like, wow. Like, how how did I not try this sooner? Because just on point and for five bucks. And they had Dude, a little uh, red salsa that was spicy. Salsa, we're going. Hmm. No, we're going to go. I'll take you there. Yes. Fantastic little go. spot. So anyway, um, that was an epiphany for me. Otherwise, I've just been going back to spots that, you know, I already know are great. So. Very cool. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll go back to the Koru, which is the New Zealand-style lager from Mad Tree. It's really good. Uh, you know, at first, I didn't – I'll be honest. At first, I was like, man, this is okay, you know, but it's got some good qualities, but it's okay. As I'm sitting here drinking it, I've gotten to like it a little bit more. I, I You know, I'm still not going to say it's like the the epitome of a lager, like, you know, or it's, it's exceptional. It's really good. That's what I'll say, and it's really good. It's my first New Zealand-style lager, New Zealand-style beer, I guess, um, that I know of. I think it's good. I would definitely drink it again. I think this is a beer I could, you know, have uh, throughout summer and whatnot. So I'd put it on my craft beer bucket list. I think it's I think it's good. And I look forward to seeing what other kind of New Zealand beers are out there and seeing how it compares, to be honest. Right on. No, that's awesome, man. So two and from this is the first for us, you know, two beers from the same brewery on the same episode. Yeah. Um, so it sounds like you know, Mad Tree uh killer brewery man they're they're knocking out of the park yeah dude i like that so i mean you know like you said two great beers from mad tree i would recommend everybody getting up there they've got a cool logo a cool spot uh and both of the beers we tried tonight are going to go on our bucket list but ray there's one thing left what's that what beer are you drinking so i've got and no surprise i've got another ipa uh i picked this up on my and I go through Charlotte a lot. I talk about that on here, um, but I found this my last trip in Charlotte, and I picked this one up specifically, Mike. It's you know uh, the IPA by Catawba. Um, this won a huge award um, in the World Beer Awards. It earned the title of World's Best IPA in 2017. The world's best IPA. Yes, and it's printed right on the can. So I'm like, dude, I haven't had this before. I must try it. Dude, that sounds I don't know, man. That's a that's a big title to live up to. It it is. Um I've had IPAs from all over the US and uh, you know, you find award winning beers, but world's best? It's like, dude, so I encourage everyone, look it up. Don't just take my word for it. Uh World Beer Awards, two thousand seventeen, world's best IPA. From the Queen man. City, not Queen City Brewing, but you know, Charlotte is is the Queen City. Um, so free plug for, you know, the Queen City Brewery here, but this is, uh, again, Catawba, this is their CLT India Pale Ale, and, uh, I'm about to dive in. I've got it poured and ready to go, but I've been waiting, you know, for my turn before I talk about it. 
So first first sip after I take a nice little sniff here. Well, so while you're talking, um, I'll talk about the philosophy of the brewery. And I'm going to do it in my best like um, movie preview voice, if you will. And we're going to see if this works. Maybe I'll pick up some work as a movie voice actor. Do ready it, Mike. For this? All right. I'm ready. From the sale of our first five-barrel batch in 1999 to the christening of our new 30-barrel brew house in 2016, our mission has remained the same. Produce drinkable flagship beers of the highest quality. Create unique small-batch beers inspired by our communities, folklore, and lifestyle. Service our distributor partner with availability of product and support. Educate anyone interested in craft brewing and craft beer. Grow a solid business that creates jobs, withstands the inevitable ups and downs of our industry, and actively gives back to our communities. Follow us at Catawba Brewing on all social media platforms. I mean, I know it needs I know it needs some work, but you know it's pretty good, right? That was that was a solid first run. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm down. Yeah, dude. It's just you know, and I haven't been to this brewery to be honest, but I like the philosophy. It seems like they're doing good things. They they are. No, I can get done on that philosophy. That's fantastic. I may be in Asheville in late March. Oh, right on. So if they're listening to this, hey, I may see you in late March. Outstanding. What year did? How long has Catawba been around? What year did they start? Um, you know, I'd have to look. Um, I would say 1999. You literally just said that. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. You know sorry, what? It took me a second. I'm like, you know what? Uh, yeah. I did. Yeah. You know, I was I was so in I was so intense. And so much concentration on reading it like a cool voice actor that I didn't like. I'm sitting here looking at it, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, it does say in 1999." So you know what's cool about 1999, Ray? Uh, that's the year we graduated high school. You're exactly correct. Yeah, exactly correct. That's a long time ago. <laughs> Twenty years. Oh, so so sad. No, it's not sad. Um, it's sad that 20 years have passed by. It it is you know I'm, I'm feels aging like a bit, but yeah, it's gone by incredibly fast. So, but Mike, I got to tell you about this beer. Like, I took my first drink, yeah, and uh, I was like, "OMFG!" Like, wow, like this is uh, like wow. <laughs> like, I expected it to be good. I didn't think I would be wowed by it. Nice. What wows you? So the smell immediately, it's like, just like, dang, um, I'm going to smell again just because I like it. But So I'm who sings some... that song that goes, oh, that smell. Can't you smell that, that smell? Leonard Skinner. Is it Leonard Skinner? Okay. It is. I just remember it's like a 70s rock band or some sort. So yeah. I, was, I was close and you, you hit the home run. Yes, indeed. That's what I'm here for. I am that guy, but no, the, the citrus notes immediately you get from, from smelling this, um, I'm hit with grapefruit up front. It's got some light tangerine in a, maybe some nectarine or pineapple, but man, the grapefruit hits immediately on, on the nose buds. Um, I like my taste bros and my nose buds. It's what I say. Don't judge <laughs> me. Um, 
but no, I like it in in first taste. It was just like wow. Um, for the amount of IBUs this has, it's, it's 70 IBU um, IPA, so just a, a little high for a traditional IPA, but that's fine. I, I enjoy the bitters, but just the overall flavor is just incredible. Um, Catawba did a fantastic job of blending um, a variety of hops for this IPA, and uh, when I looked to see what they used, I was like, you know what? In- incredible choice, y'all. Because uh, they, they knocked it out of the, the park with this. Um, they use some Simcoe hops, uh, Citra, uh, Amarillo, and, and there's one more. Let me let me find it here. In Centennial. Now, I don't know, you know what percentage of, of hops they use or what order they put them in. I didn't look into it like that. But, you know, Citra and Centennial are, are very common. Um, they're some of the, the bigger players in the game for hops used for IPAs. Um, you know, Simcoe is, is pretty common, but the Amarillo, I tell you, I learned something, um, when I started reading about this IPA and I saw it won an award, I didn't know this before. Amarillo in Spanish just simply means yellow. Did you know that? Uh, I want to say I did, but I didn't. Like, it sounds familiar, but I, if you had a quiz me on it, like, you know, if you had give me a one question quiz, I'd have failed. Okay. So no, and and that's fine. Like I've been to Amarillo, Texas. Amarillo, Texas. I don't know how many times in my life. Never even thought to look up what Amarillo means. I thought you ever sing that George Drake song while you're doing it? Oh, every time I go, Amarillo, like Amarillo by morning. I pulled up at two p.m. <laughs> Everything that I got is just what I got on. George Strait's so, the king of Texas. George, he's George Strait's just the king of Earth. No, I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> okay. You got me. But, uh, you know, I, I even had to look into the Amarillo hops. That was one uh, I think I've read about or seen before. But I'm like, oh, what's special about this? Um, and, and I want to encourage the listeners to to visit maybe like kegerator.com and look up the Amarillo hops and uh, just see what happened there because it was a, a happy accident, Mike. I didn't know that. Um, and again, I don't want to go into any details. I want to encourage the folks to, to read and learn a little bit more um, about what goes into a fantastic beer like this. Um, I just thought it was cool, the story of the Amarillo hops and how it came to be and uh, how it got its flavor profile. Um, and, I, and I think they did a great job. Uh, Catawba, um, when I say they, blending this, you know, again with the Simcoe, the Citra, and the Centennial hops, because it's just killer, killer combo in this IPA. So and I took a pause there to keep drinking it, Mike. Oh yeah, you're fine. Wow. The yeah, what I was like, wow. I, the, all this talk has got me asking asking an internal question: Is what type of beer does George Strait drink? Let's. And I'm really thinking he's a, a Lone Star kind of guy. I don't think he's an IPA guy. You know, I don't know, man. Um, I can almost see him kicking back with uh, with a PBR, um, or maybe a Schlitz. What? Yeah. George Strait is not going to say, give me a Schlitz. <laughs> when you say it like that, I don't think anybody would. Yeah. George Strait's going to say, hey, man, snag me a Lone Star. You know, in his perfectly golden angel voice, he's going to ask for a Lone Star or like a Shinerbach or, you know, 
know, something along those lines. Uh, may, maybe so. It, so it's also got me thinking, you know, I wonder what kind of beer Chuck Norris drinks. Mmm. I think Chuck Norris, oddly enough, is a Saison guy. I think <laughs> so, so. Anyway, I don't know. I'm just... <laughs> These, these are things that pop into my head as we're talking about uh, Amarillo. I, oh, and I apologize. Okay. No, that's fine. Um, it, you know, Amarillo, and I'm going off on a food tangent here, but for the listeners that don't know, you know, the Big Texan is in Amarillo. Yes. And that's where they have that 72-ounce yes. steak challenge and all, all the, the shrimp cocktail and all the other wild stuff that goes with it. Um, it's one of my favorite places to eat in Texas. And every, just about every time I go through there, I stop in and get a huge steak. You know, you know I'm a huge guy. I'm not going to do that challenge. That's ridiculous. But it's fun to watch people try and fail miserably. I'll be honest. I root for the steak when I see that go down. <laughs> so, you know, if you're staying in a hotel locally, that they'll come pick you up in a Longhorn uh, limo. And yes. And they'll bring you yep. to the, the, yeah, the big Texan. And when you get done, they'll take you right back. Yeah. That's so so cool. I've I've seen that. Um, it's a That's goofy so cool. old stretch Cadillac, and it's got the big longhorn horns right there on the hood. Man, there's just something about Amarillo I really love. Um, just outside of Amarillo is the Paladero Canyon. It's super cool. I like the landscapes. However, I don't think Amarillo, Texas is a place where you can drink a lot of IPA. Again, I'm thinking it's a lager type town. No, oh, probably. You know, West Texas, out in the Panhandle, yeah, I would, I would assume so. So tell us more about this IPA. Sorry, we're, we're getting off track. We need to stay on this IPA because if it's the world's best IPA, I need to know more. What kind of um, flavors are you getting out of it? So it, very traditional IPA. Um, so, of course, the, the citrusy notes are coming through, which you'd absolutely expect. And, again, I think that speaks well to the, the blend of, of hops they're using here. Um, they also use um, several malts. They use a two-row pale uh, Crystal 15 in Vienna. Um, I'm not going to pretend to know a lot about malts, um, but it it fits. Uh, in however they use it, you know, with the hops. Um, you know, it's a 7.2 ABV, so not super high, but it's it's stout for a beer, um, if you will. And the the IBU count on this, Mike, this is a bitter beer. It uh, rings in at 80 which is a, yeah. a little high for a traditional IPA. And I think I may have mentioned that already. If I did, forgive me. I got on off on a couple of tangents here. Uh, but I like the bitters in this. It goes well with those citrus notes. Um, one thing I have to mention, you know, clove is a very common uh, flavor to pick out of an IPA, and I'm not getting that. I think that's important to pick out here. Okay. Man, get it on with that IPA. What does CLT stand for? Um, if you fly in and out of Charlotte, that's the initials of the, uh, the airport. Okay. So it's Charlotte IPA basically. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I'm going to pretend CLT a... means like Charlotte's longest terminal. Oh gosh. No, no I don't. I, dude, I'm just, <laughs> dude, I should quit. Yeah. It's okay. Dead joke. It's, it's a forgivable offense. Yeah. So, I mean, tell us what you think. Is this something you put on your bucket list? I mean, oh, <laughs> I'm guessing Easy. so. Yeah, I, I was just going to not say it because it should be a given. 
Uh, but no, this one need every if you're an IPA person, you need to add this to the list of IPAs you've tried. Like seriously, it's it's just that good. Um, so so it know, won the world's best IPA award last year. Uh, no, two years ago, 2017. Years ago. Okay, fair enough. Well, it sounds like overall we've got three beers to add to your bucket list. We've got the Mad Tree Uevo, which is a Mexican hot chocolate. We've got the Mad Tree Koru, which is a New Zealand style of lager. Then we've got the Catawba CLT, which is an IPA. With the yes. IPA, your your beer being the world's best IPA of 2017, I think that this is a again, you know, it's a solid lineup we've had. It's a one, two, three punch, so to speak. Yes, and it's all all good stuff to put on your bucket list. No, absolutely. You know, uh, I'm I'm glad that we had the lineup we did tonight. Uh, again, a first drink for me on both beers, and I'm glad to to you know say that they're going to go on my recommendation um, for the the bucket list. <laughs> And so, uh, and Matria, again, I'm excited to learn about a new brewery. Uh, heard of them before, but I learned a lot um, in dis- doing our homework for this episode. So I'm excited to visit that next time I visit you. So I'm sure we're going to make a trip to Cincinnati and do a little brewery tour. I mean, now so, that you say it, it sounds perfect. <laughs> yes, it does. Oh, you know what? I forgot, Mike. We need to pair a food with this CLT IPA. Oh, do it. I mean, you're drinking. Uh, pair and, of food. Let's yeah. do it. And so I, I want, I'm going to take another drink here. Sorry for the pause, but I need to, to really hone my food skills with this. Ray's over there taking baby sips. Mm-mm. <laughs> oh, I did that mm-mm with a big old mouthful. <laughs> mm. That's great. Oh, man. Mofongo. I have no idea what you just said. Oh, y- yes. Mofongo. It's a, a Puerto Rican-style dish, Mike. Um, this would pair fantastic, I think, with just about any mofongo combination you could think of. I would lean towards a, a pork or like a, uh, like a carnitas-style meat to go in your mofongo. That would pair perfectly with this beer. So if you've never had a mofongo, Mike, I'm going to dare you to explore and go try something new. Um, you know, I mean, Puerto I'll Rican have to find a place that has food. a mofongo. I've never heard of this, so oh. maybe there's a place close that has one. I don't even know. Yeah, maybe. So um, I bet I bet the next time you go to Cincinnati, you'll find a spot, maybe even Lexington or Louisville. Um, I bet you can find one. I've got a question. Do you remember the name yeah. of the Mexican restaurant that Jody found us, Jody found for us? That was like an old gas station that we went to outside of Dallas. Oh my gosh! No, two things with that. Uh, one, I don't remember the name, and I found that. Oh, you found Every, it. Okay, yeah, you're right. Actually, everybody you're right. was throwing me under the bus. Like I can't believe you're bringing us here. Blah blah. And then we got inside, and hands down, some of the best food we had on our last fishing trip. Or it was two, two years, years ago. ago. Yeah, yeah, because uh, uh, that was killer. Oh my gosh, it was. I mean, I'll fully admit I doubted you, and you definitely proved me wrong. I accept that, and now you're kind of the person we lean to and lean on for finding good food places. 
Yeah, right? I'm, I'm okay with, with that responsibility. You know, I don't yeah. get it right all the time. I've definitely had my misses. Um, but I'd say, you know, probably 98% of the time, I find the, the little hole in the walls that have just amazing food. So you're saying 98% of the time it works every time? Uh, no, in this case, I'm keeping it real. Uh, 98% of the time, I'm right 98% of the time. Um, but, you know, maybe if I was to spray on some Sex Panther, Mike, <laughs> forever the, the more references eyes. we have to Anchorman, the better this podcast is going to be. Let's be honest. Yes. There, it's all, it's, I think that's the only thing that can make this podcast better. I think we should invite Chuck Norris on. Uh, I, I think maybe Chuck Norris could, you know, bump it up a notch or two. Yeah. I th- besides being super cool, he could probably give us a beat down through the microphones. He could. All right. Hey, you, so, know what, you know what, Mike? Yes. I think the only person alive that can uh, blow bubbles with beef jerky is Chuck Norris. <laughs> uh, he doesn't do push-ups. He doesn't do push-ups. He pushes the earth down. That's right, he does. There's a million of those. Hey, yes, you know sir. what? I'm going to wrap up this episode 12. Yeah, let's do that. All right. Everybody... Thank you so much for listening to episode 12 of Craft Beer Bucket List. We thoroughly enjoy doing this. We have a lot of fun, whether it's uh, coming up with the beers we're going to drink or just researching the breweries and then talking a lot of trash to each other throughout the podcast. We really do have a lot of fun. We hope you have fun too. Tag us anytime. Uh, reach out to us anytime. We're happy to talk to folks. Uh, Ray's going to lead us out with all the social media stuff, and, and we hope to see you on episode 13. Absolutely. So thanks everybody for checking out our latest podcast. I certainly appreciate you just like what Mike said. Uh, Wherever you found us, whatever podcast platform, be sure to give us a thumbs up or a five stars and be sure to share with your friends and families. Uh, And also follow us on social media. We have accounts on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And again, to repeat uh, what Mike said, we love the conversation. We love to see when we get tagged in other people's posts and we love to give folks shout outs that talk about us on social media as well. So thanks everybody. I appreciate you. Uh, Remember to be safe, drink responsibly and drink local. And we'll catch y'all in the next episode. Adios.